Okay, let's just get into it. A friend of the podcast, her name is Deborah, asked me recently about a phrase that we often say on the podcast, and occasionally I will say it on my Instagram stories. And the phrase is, that's a classic Lanahan. So I wanted y'all to know that there has been controversy about what a classic Lanahan is. And I did some research because I'm here for you. I'm here for the people, okay? I'm basically like your personal Hoda copy. I'm bringing you the latest and greatest news, cultural relevancy, you know. I used to say I'm Connie Chung, but lately I'm feeling more Hoda copy. So... According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a classic Lanahan is at its core a deep abiding commitment to creating the perfect meal. They go on to say this. It is most often executed by driving through multiple fast food establishments to create the perfect meal. Perhaps a jumbo shrimp burrito from Del Taco, a diet Dr. Pepper from McDonald's, and a chocolate frosty from Wendy's. The combination of those three items? That's a classic Lanahan. I mean, by the way, I had no idea that the Merriam-Webster Dictionary <laughs> paid some attention to our podcast, but it's pretty exciting. Um, and then the final thing they say here, the phrase dates back to 1990, the year Jim Lanahan got his driver's license and discovered drive throughs So that's fun. Uh, a classic Lanahan may be used as a noun or verb. A noun when describing the perfect meal, of course, and a verb when describing the act of gathering the perfect meal items separately and combining them into a classic Lanahan. So I wanted to go, I wanted to go back to a couple of things. Number one, you know, John is off today. They have an important professional commitment. So John will not be with us on the Monday show this week or the Thursday show. They will be back on next Monday. But I want to say this, you know, John is my food twin, as we all know. And John shares a deep understanding of the need to create the perfect meal. Remember, they once told us about going to Wendy's and then going across the street to the McDonald's to get the filet of fish and the Wendy's fries and the Wendy's chocolate frosty. And I just wanted to say, they also told us about putting the sugared pecans in the chocolate frosty, which, by the way, I looked that up in Merriam-Webster. Pecans plus chocolate frosty. That's a classic Higgins. But that's not the topic of today's huddle. Then what happened was last night on his stories, Scott Sheldon told everybody that he got a classic Lanahan, but in reality, he did not fulfill the requirements of the classic Lanahan. He did not go to multiple fast food locations and he did not make any substitutions. Scott, what do you have to say for yourself? Well, I... Obviously, I hadn't I hadn't been reading Miriam Webster's lately because uh, for some reason I had in my head that anything with a Dr Pepper was considered a classic Lanahan. I ordered well, I ordered a, the uh, number three from Burger King because uh-huh. you know, I've given up meat, so I went for the meatless Whopper with the fries, and then mm. I said, and I was so proud of myself. By the way. 
that that impossible whopper is pretty good. It if is you're into non-meat, that's a good burger. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't think that's my cup of tea normally, but it's great. I mean, I'm the, worried what what kind of chemical they put in it, or what, <laughs> to, to make it taste so delicious. Well, you I know? think the impossible burger, and somebody's probably going to correct me, but I think the impossible is actually made of marrow that's been processed. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's why it tastes like meat, but it's been processed, so it's actually not meat products not it's animal so products it's delicious is that, yeah. is that like a near beer it's like meat. near beer stephanie it's maybe marrow <laughs> <laughs> I, I have know, no idea what the... it's made of but i've had two this week what i want to know is what is a classic cinecore um i mean i think there'd probably be a couple of things i mean anything involving a mozzarella stick mm-hmm. um and multiple dipping sauces I love a dipping sauce. Um, and then probably, uh, um, you know, like I, I might make a meal out of like two appetizers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a classic cinnacore. <laughs> so good. Uh, Stephanie, do you have one? Yeah, I was going to say, like Christine, like the Boston market does the, the multiple sides meal. That's a full dose of fabulous. I would say that I <clears throat> was thinking about this today, actually, because I was I knew we were doing this episode, and I'm like, what is a classic laughing? Um, I'm gonna have to go with like the Burger King Whopper Junior with cheese sub fries for onion rings. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. In terms of fast food, I'm really missing Del Taco. We don't have one here on the East Coast. I'll tell you this. I developed a new classic Lanahan this week. <gasps> tell us. Well, McDonald's has unveiled a new line of chicken sandwiches, and it's the number six meal. By the way, they got rid of the number eight meal and the number nine meal. Totally gone. Two cheeseburgers is now number seven. When you go to McDonald's, you're not even going to recognize it. You're going to need a map and a flow chart. But number six is now the new classic chicken and there's six six a and six b different versions of the chicken right it's kind of like now number two is quarter pounder with cheese but there's a two a and a two b it's crazy so anyway long short i got the chicken sandwich at mcdonald's i got the shamrock mcflurry at mcdonald's yeah Then I trotted myself right over to the Del Taco, got some crinkle cut fries and a Coke Zero. That's a classic Lanahan. Scott, what do you got? We got to jump into the yummy, yummy. Okay. What do you got? I only the only classic Sheldon there is is uh, it's quick. It's at McDonald's, and you can add um, it's any number, any number on the menu, from the Big Mac to the fillet of fish or anything. But then you add a single cheeseburger. And that's a classic Sheldon. It's a variation. (laughs) Stephanie's shaking her head no. Stephanie's not feeling it. Scott, you are breaking the rules of the classic Lanahan. I'm being kind to you because it's named after me. Well, there was no substitution and there was no additional location. Oh. You You were all given the modification rules in the group chat. And I'm going to say this as a person who officially officially coined the phrase 
classic Lanahan. Oh, God. It's so funny. I get it. I am giggling at how serious we take this shit. It's so (laughs) funny. Like, no one knows that today on the group chat, I actually texted you all and told you to go listen to an old episode of this podcast to hear Scott say out loud, because this is the problem. Scott identified the problem earlier on episode number one with Lynette Romero. He said... I don't want a chocolate frosty more than I want a regular Dr. Pepper. So he will never do the substitution. So it's fine. But I think, Scott, what needs to happen is you need to stop lying to yourself and the world and say, I don't want a classic Lanahan. Well, we all know I want to be more like you, Jimmy. I've just, every day, I try harder harder. So It warms my heart, Scott. Our guest is already in the waiting room. We're already five minutes late. Let's jump into the show. Truth be told, I always wanted to host The View, but I don't exactly meet the lady requirement. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my friends together and we're going to start a podcast. Hello, I am Jim Lanahan and these are my friends. Ready? Let's go. All right, you guys, welcome to episode number 56 of the Jim Lanahan and Friends podcast. I want to quickly look around the room. I see Christine Sinecor. Hello. Scott Sheldon. Well, hello there. PSL. And as I mentioned earlier, Dr. John Paul is off today due to a previous commitment. Okay, let's jump right into the yummy, yummy. I can't go to Taco Bell. I'm on an all-carb diet. God, Karen, you are so stupid. All right, Stephanie, it's a little package this week. But as we know, good things come in small packages. What do we got? That's not what you say, Jimmy. Scott, this is my segment. All right. So from... Oh, Stephanie, I love these! Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I love these! It's another Gets Family product. It's the classic mm. hotel. Mm-hmm. I've never had these before. Oh, Christine, I predict you will love. It's yeah. so good. I haven't had it before either. It looks good. So the cowtail, of course, is very similar to a, the previous... Highest ranking yummy yummy, the caramel cream. But the cow's tail, the ratio is a little different. It's a little more caramel and a little less cream because it's a long rope of caramel injected with cream filling. Hashtag grinder name. And I love it so much. Stephanie, do you know that these come in flavor? Sometimes you see a chocolate cow's tail or a strawberry cow's tail. I do. Mmm. <laughs> we need to do a tour of the Getz com- of the Getz factory. Maryland, it's in Maryland. Well, I'm ready to go in and vote. I mean, I'm ready to do this. Okay. Can I just tell you, Jimmy, that that how joyful you get over these things? It's just I <laughs> because I try not to eat sugar, so it's basically like you know when I get a little sugary treat once a day, it's the highlight of my day. <laughs> Help me, I'm a diabetic. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Um, Christine Sinecor, you look like you are poised and ready to make a proclamation. On a scale of zero to 10 iced coffees, Christine, zero, of course, being the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth, including your ex-boyfriend, 
who flipped Republican in the last two elections, mm-hmm. and 10 being the best thing you've ever had in your mouth, how many iced coffees would you give the Getz Cowtail? Okay. I'm going to say, I think I actually prefer the, um, the length of this one because of the ratio of the cream to caramel is more consistent. You don't just get that like chunk of, of icing in the middle. Um, so I am going to give it a nine only because I don't want it to surpass the bit of honey, which is my favorite. You're okay. so cute. You're so cute. <laughs> and I want you to know that I'm thinking about you so much for your birthday. Like, I'm like, what am I going to get, Christine? Oh, and I just might as well get you a giant bit of honey bar. I mean, a giant bit of honey. <laughs> so locking Christine's inner core in on nine iced coffees. Scott Sheldon, how many iced coffees do you give the Getz Cowtails? Well, you know, I like it, but uh, I liked the other ones better. The creamed ones, the smaller ones that we were popping in. And again, I agree with Christine. The bit of honey deserves to remain champion. So I'm going with a nine as well. Oh my gosh, a controversial nine from Scott Sheldon, bringing us to a cumulative total of 18 iced coffees. I'm going to go ahead and give this product a full 10. I'm going to tell you why. For me, it brings all of the things I love about the caramel cream. It delivers in spades. It's just like, it's, it just looks differently different. You know what I mean? So like, I'm, I'm totally into it. Um, and I want to admonish both of you for playing favorites with the yummy, yummy. I mean, I think we should be much like people in this world. I think everybody and every candy deserves to be judged on its own merits and not qualified against other people. And I want to say, how dare you downgrade the cowtail because you have some sort of proclivity for the honey candy. I think it's disgusting and I won't stand for it on the podcast. It was my Nana's favorite candy. Sorry. She like loved her Nana. Like she obsessed. Like, why do you hate my Nana? If I never met that bitch. And number two, (laughs) if Nana, (laughs) if Nana voted for your mom's mom, yeah, you met her. Oh, I've met her like seven times. Yeah. If, um, <laughs> but I take it back. I never met that bitch. And also, number two, if Nana voted for Donald Trump, would you just vote for Donald? I mean, we, where is the standard, people? I have a commitment to food. But Jimmy, I like the bit of honey better than I like the cow tail. Yeah. Even, but, even if we hadn't done the bit of honey, I still don't think I would have given this a 10. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say out loud that neither of you said that. I mean, if you had simply said, I like this better than, but instead it was, I want to not judge it higher than my I favorite. I just wanted to talk about the bit of honey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. I take this seriously okay you guys so it's 18 it's a a grand total of eight of 28 i'm sorry which you know divided by the three of us because dr john's not here is a score of 9.3 it's still very good i think it's very good i think it's the third highest i think so it the caramel cream was a 10 out of 10 bit of honey was just below that like 9.8 and this is a 9.3 so what i'm learning though stephanie we really love a caramel cream combination. That's the magic for us. Which is great because that's like right in my taste palette. And I yeah. hate fruity 
like, like I like gummy stuff, but I don't like real fruity and real like just sugar based taste. I like the caramel, a little more savory. So that's great. Great to know. I love it. Be a great grinder name. (laughs) Caramel cream. cream. I dated her once. Yeah. She's a drag queen in the East Village. (laughs) All right. um, That concludes Yummy Yummy. Karen, you were so stupid. Thank you, sweethearts. I'm so glad. Woo! All right, you guys, we have a really amazing guest this week. I'm going to add her in now. We're running a little late. Um, she's one of my favorite people. Hi. Dana Devin. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? I, you sound like like you're in my room with me. It's so clear. I'm really loud. Always. <laughs> Way loud. <laughs> That's hilarious. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little worn out from the weekend, but um, but I'm good. How about you? Oh, we're great. We're great. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly reset, and then I'm going to read your intro. I normally do this, Dana, without the guest in the room, but I knew you would have things to say about it, so you can <laughs> feel, feel free to jump in. Like when I, you, I know there's moments where I'm, I'm going to make a joke, and you're going to love it. So okay. feel free to just you know jump in. Okay. Got it. Uh, All right, you guys, Dana Devin is perhaps best known for her stint as the anchor on the television show Extra. She joined Extra in 1999 as the weekend anchor. And then, of course, she got bumped up to weekday anchor alongside Mark McGrath in 2003. You all remember Mark McGrath, right? He was the lead singer of Sugar Ray. Someday when my life has passed me by. We love him. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Uh, A native of San Antonio, Texas, Dana began an illustrious career as reporter and anchor in several Texas markets before landing in Memphis, Tennessee, where she was the lead anchor. And y'all, in 1998, Dana and her team won an Emmy Award for Best Live Broadcast. That's my girl! You are so funny. (laughs) Dana is also likely on your radar because she's been on about 75,000 TV shows, movies. She was on Shop at BC. She was on The Young and the Restless. She was on Just Friends, that Ryan Reynolds movie, Desperate Housewives, Star Trek Enterprise. Go Google that, you guys, because (laughs) Dana is in the Star Trek costume with a long blonde pony. It's everything. Um, She was in The West Wing, Hollywood Today Live, sitting next to a friend of our podcast. Ross Matthews. We love Ross on this show. Love Ross. I mean, the greatest. Um, Dana's credits go on and on and on. She was also a cast member of the TLC reality show Plastic Wives. She was a natural for the show because her husband, Brent Mulliken, is a famous Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. They have two kids. Dana is currently an entertainment anchor at KTLA in Los Angeles. And of course, we spend every weekend morning watching her on the number one rated KTLA weekend morning news with friends of the podcast, Mark Mester, Lynette Romero, and Liberty Chan. But not anymore. We'll get into that. She is also the host of the KTLA's new nightly news magazine, KTLA Unscripted. That is a long intro for the amazing Dana Devin. Welcome, Dana. Welcome, Welcome. Dana. Dana, did I get anything wrong? No, you got it all right. I mean, (laughs) it's so funny when you hear your life come back to you like that. I feel like I've clawed my way right up to the middle. (laughs) 
I mean, well, but really to the top, I mean, y'all are number one now on the weekends. It's the number one show on the weekends here in Los Angeles, the number two market in the country. It's amazing. You know, we actually just got our ratings back. So um, it's been, this has been a really cool ride for me. Um, see, because we really do think it's the little show that could. And the ratings came back and they were actually so good. We're not only like the number one in our market, we're like the number one show in Southern California. There's only one show that beat us um, in one hour, and it was Jeopardy. So and wow. Jeopardy is like legendary. Wow. I mean, there's times we were beating NFL games. Like it's a, it's a, it's been a, it's, it's amazing because um, it truly, when you, if you, Jim, when you finally come in to see the show, it's a skeleton crew. Like mm. it's not a lot of people. We, we do so much of it ourselves and, but yet it works. It's just, there's something about it. I think that just works. Well, what do you think it is? Do you think it's the combination of personalities that you have on the show now? Do you think it's, and quite frankly, I think you are fearless on that show, Dana. You are (laughs) gregarious. You have this sense of frivolity, which, you know, I want to ask you, where does that come from? But do you, what do you think makes it all click and makes us not able to turn it off until it's over in hour five? You know what? That's a really good question. And not very many people have ever asked me that question. And I think, so um, there's this one part of the newsroom where everybody's desks are. And I wandered back there one day and there was this old, old, old poster. And it said, real news, real people. And I remember going, why don't we use that slogan still? Because I think that's so true. Um, I really think what people, you can get the news anywhere these days. I mean, you can get it on your phone. You can, I mean, you can get it on your Alexa. You can get it anywhere. I really think what people resonate with is, is the people and the personalities. Like you, I think you feel like, you know, I mean, if you watch the weekend show, you spend five hours with us, you know us. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think you feel like the people you want to go have a cocktail with, hopefully mm-hmm. you want to go have a cocktail with me or a few. Um, you know, I think it's it's real people, and I think people feel very comfortable with it. I also think there's chemistry, but um, I I also think that KTLA has done a good job of letting us just be us. Sometimes we get in trouble. A lot of times we get in trouble, but you know, it's it's a it's been really it's it's a lot of fun. It's a great show. Um, I think it's easy to watch these yeah. days, and there's so much bad out there. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because it was something I wanted to ask you about. I kept hearing that your news director who recently left, his name was Jason Ball, he gave you all room to be yourselves on air. And I think for you, Dana, that is a particularly winning combination because when you let Dana be Dana, she's going to win every time, right? Because you are not afraid to go for the joke. You're not afraid to do what it takes to make the story land. You will you will do whatever it takes to make us giggle with you. And what I wondered was, prior to working with someone like Jason Ball, maybe back when you were in Memphis, how did you tone it down for like <laughs> classic news? Like I can't even imagine news anchor Dana Devin. I can't imagine what that is, you know? You know, I would find little ways to insert personality here and there, but but I was the like evening anchor, which was very serious. And, you know, you were covering like local news. And and when I was in Memphis, Memphis is like the murder capital of the world. I mean, mm. it's got super high crime rate. Like my first story, the first day I got there was a triple murder of like a Memphis University basketball player. And it was 
crazy. I'd never had anything like that. Um, it's funny when I look back, I always look, even when I'm reading serious news, it looked like I was about to crack a smile always. Um, I, I think this is much more authentic to who I am. Um, it's, it's funny. Like I worked for extra, you know, and extra was you read copy. There, there wasn't a lot of personality. Um, you, you read the script. I used to jokingly say we take the fun out of funny at extra, but I mean, we had fun. There's certain times, but, but it really wasn't about me being personable. And I remember my agent said to me, he was like, you will never find traction with an audience unless you can be yourself and unless you can be unscripted, which is ironic that the show is called LA unscripted. So, um, that's what, when, when I started here and they let us just, they gave us all the rope we needed. And sometimes I hang myself, but, um, I've, I've never felt more when you're doing something, I think that's truly authentically you, you feel so invigorated and like overjoyed and you come home on a high. And it's, it's funny because I've never made less money, but I've never been happier. And isn't that really always the case? You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's truly a dream job because, um, you get to know everybody, you, you know, you have fun all day long. There are days, I mean, you know, don't repeat this, but there's days I actually feel guilty about getting paid. (laughs) Then I get the check and I don't feel that guilty, but no, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, and I wanted to, to ask you, how did you get the job at KTLA? How did you find your way there? Were you already out here because of Brent? That's a great question. So, um, okay. I've been filling in for KTLA on and off for probably 15, 20 years. So when I first started at extra, there was a guy, Kirk, the cyber guy who did all the cyber stuff. And he was just sitting, his desk was opposite, opposite mine. He goes, do you know anybody that wants to fill in on KTLA? And I go, like, doing what? And he was like, you know, just doing news, filling in. And I was like, I'll do it. So for years, I did it. And then um, Barbara Beck, who was the anchor then, decided to leave. And they were actually considering me for the main spot. And Extra found out about it and got pissed off. And they were like, no, you're not cherry-picking our talent when we, like, lent her out to you. So then they wouldn't let me fill in for a long time. So then I ran into Sam Rubin at a party. And I was like, hey, Sam, if you ever need someone to fill in for you, don't worry, I'm never going to take your job. I'm not after your job, but I'm, I'd be happy to do it. And he was like, oh my God. And Sam's been there for, God, he's been there 20 something years, I think maybe even more. So he has a lot of vacation days. So it worked out. And so now we call it a job share. And so I come in for Sam, Sam comes in for me. I love him to pieces. I think he's an absolute icon in this market, but he's truly responsible for me being there. And I'm really grateful for him because he could have not had me come in, you know, like he could have been like, oh, I don't want any, you know, like somebody that's, that's been on a, you know, national show and he, you know what I mean? Like he, he could have been, you know, territorial or possessive, but he was amazing and I love him for it. When you say Sam's an icon, he really is an icon. And let me tell you a story. I was in Australia once for work in a hotel room in Sydney and Sam Rubin was on my TV. And I was like, Uh what? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, he's legendary. Right. And, um, I love, love the chemistry you have with Sam. I can tell that there's a mutual respect there and you guys always joke back and forth and, You know, he's just, as they say, a good egg. I was wondering, you two have so much fun. You guys are 
are so relatable. Like we heart you. I would have a hard time if I was in your job. Like sometimes stuff must come across your desk that's too salacious to talk about. Or maybe you know the person because you know, you live in, in Hollywood, oh. you live in LA or so do you ever come across a story that you just can't talk about on air? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's times when I struggle with it. Um, so, okay. It depends. Like if there's a story, okay. For instance, Okay, Chris Harrison, he's host of The Bachelor, right? Yeah. He kind of stepped aside for a while because he made some remarks on, ironically, on the TV show Extra, um, and people weren't happy about that. So he stepped aside. He's a friend of mine. I mean, he's not a close friend of mine, but he's an acquaintance. I've known him for years. He used to fill in on Extra, so he used to host the weekend show with me. So I felt really weird airing that story, and we had to really do some, like, soul searching on that one, but it was a national story and stepping aside from the bachelor franchise is a big deal. So we had to do it. I remember when Ryan Seacrest, there was, um, people were saying that he had been, you know, behaving inappropriately towards him. There was, it was like a kind of story about like some people claim sexual harassment. That was a tough story because all of us at KTLA know Ryan, you know, so you're, you do run into that story. Um, if you notice, we try and keep things as light as possible on the weekend show because, you know, we don't want to bring people down. I mean, if somebody, if a big actor dies, of course you have to cover Alex Trebek. But we try and keep it as light and um, fun as possible. But obviously you have to cover what's in the news that day. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that answer your question? Totally, totally. And and you are able to flip that coin. You know, like when Alex passed away, I think he actually passed on Friday afternoon. So we all woke up to you telling us about it Saturday, if I remember correctly. And, you know, you, one of your gifts, Dana, is you're able to just be serious in that first part. And then by the end of it, you're making us giggle and thank God for it because everyone loved Alex Trebek so much. We needed to giggle. I remember I said this to Lynette in regards to Chris Burroughs passing. Oh, I said, yes. sometimes Lynette, like you're the mom for mm -hmm. us. You help us process or you're the little sister. We want to take care of you. And like, so in the moments during your segments, Dana, like, like, thank you for that because you were like, okay, he died and this is what he meant to us. And by the time you're done talking about it, like we've, it's been a little therapy with Dana Devin. So uh, thank God for you that you're able to, play both sides of the fence that way, you know? Thank you for saying that. Thank you. And you know, it's funny because Chris Burroughs, um, it, he, okay. So when I started that show, um, I, I gotta be honest, like every, every talent wants to believe that they are so talented, right? Like you just want to deeply believe that I have never, I will never be as talented as Chris Burroughs ever in my life. That mm -hmm. guy, I have never, like, I feel so lucky that I got to sit by, genius like that level like I did with Chris and then losing Chris like and I felt like we all would do it together like I think I the audience like you guys I have never seen anything like it when when Chris died the the they had to have extra people on the assignment desk the phones were ringing off the hook hundreds of thousands of emails were coming in like hour by hour like it was nothing I've ever seen anything like it before and when Chris died I felt like we all went through this huge morning together and then COVID came and then the election came and then, you know, and, and it should have been so much. So I think the best thing you can do right now is like laugh and have fun. I mean, you got to cover, you know, we, we always say we, we cover the news, that's the meat, but we, we have the, 
potatoes and the vegetables, but we also make sure that we have a really good dessert too. Like we, we bring the fun. We, we work hard, but we play hard. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. There's a reason uh, on my Instagram stories, I often tag Dana as the goat greatest of all time. I love you for that. Because, I love you. Well, it's because you, you really do it all so well. And it's not easy. What you three, because Liberty's left, you know, Liberty Chan broke my heart, left the show, I but, know. um, <laughs> it's okay. You'll, y'all end up with someone great. I'm sure. But, um, but uh, what you three do isn't easy for five hours a day, and you're all just so exceptional at it. Now, Dana, a moment ago, I thought Christine, one of my co-hosts here, was going to ask you about whether or not there was more pressure on women to fit the mold of a classic TV anchor, and do guys get a pass? And Christine messaged me privately and said, I have a more important question for Dana okay. Devin. So Christine, ask the, the question people really want to know. What was it like being on the Gilmore Girls? You are the cutest. That's the cutest. Okay. So um, when I was at Extra, um, they were concerned that I wasn't, okay, so I was like this, like, corn-fed, chunky little, like, pasty chick from, like, middle America that stumbled into Hollywood. And I and I was kind of competing against, like, Mary Hart and Nancy O'Dell and Billy Bush and um, all these really big people. And they were concerned. I just wasn't. Like people just didn't know who I was. So they came up with this show, uh, this, this concept. And it was like um, Dana TV. And so they put me on all these different shows. You kind of mentioned some of them earlier. So the Gilmore girls, I remember it was like late at night and it was like a fair and it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was unbelievable. The only problem with the Gilmore girls, I didn't get to, my scene wasn't with any of the actual Gilmore girls, which oh. was sad, but in that segment, like I got to be, I got you mentioned um, West Wing. I got to be on Air Force One for West Wing. I got to be on Desperate Housewives. I got to be on Jeopardy. I got to be a Barker's Beauty. I mean, you name it, I got to do it. It was the, it was really the coolest probably year, two years of my life. It was so, like Star Trek. You mentioned. It was an unbelievable experience. I'm so grateful. And it still comes up to this day. Like I was just on According to Jim the other night. You said, um, best, what was it? Best Friends? Is that the name? What was the name of that movie? Um, the uh, Ryan Reynolds one? Just uh, Friends. Just yep. Friends. Mm -hmm. Just Friends. That was the best. I mean, it was su that was such a cool experience, all of those. Mm -hmm. Wait, and Dana, what is the movie that you were in where you got murdered and <gasps> oh. what is that? everybody has to go watch this movie. It's fantastic. Why can I never remember the name of this movie? Even if it's in it. Um, oh my God. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to Google it in a second. Okay. okay it was, yeah. uh, it was a murder thing. And, um, I get, I get murdered and then I, I get strangled and then I get dragged under the bed by a demon. And it was amazing. And, um, it was, it was so funny because my husband cannot watch it. Like he hates it. Like he's angry about it. Like it bothers him because it looks really violent when you're getting strangled. You know what I mean? Like, um, to this day is pissed off about it. Like hates it. Can't stand watching it. It's so good. I, I know. It. I loved it. I, and by the way, I was so, I wouldn't die. Like, so they had you down on the ground and I kept like, like just drawing out my death scene. Cause I was for sure I was going to win an Oscar for this. So I just kept drawing it out and like 
like I'd let my hand keep shaking a little bit and I'd keep moaning and they were like, all right, all right, cut, cut, okay. <laughs> so good. Already. Let's, okay, let's go, let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. I love it. It was, um, it was really fun. It's fun to die on screen. I just want to talk about a couple topics before we let you go, just fun things. So at the very top of the show before you joined, we were talking about what we call a classic Lanahan. And a classic <laughs> Lanahan is something I Sexual do. jokes aimed at Mark Nestor. You, oh, oh, <laughs> By the way, there was at least seven instances in this interview already where I thought of Mark Mester jokes and I censored them, but you know. Are okay. you kidding? Why? You never censor. Why would you start? I know. Oh, I. I have to tell you guys. So Jim yeah. is, okay, we were even joking. So everybody in the newsroom knows Jim Lanahan. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> even people like aren't on the air or whatever. So today, Marie, who's the entertainment reporter, um, I walk off the air. Before I even sat down in my chair, you had already recorded clips of today's that like the game show the trivia game show that we did uh-huh. and i said you know i'm really gonna have to start paying jim lanahan because i know he's like your social media coordinator <laughs> and um so everybody knows you're the only thing is i have to be careful because every once in a while there might be some sexual innuendo about mark mester so and a few mm-hmm. times i actually posted that and then learned later that there were some like hilarious jokes in there so i have to be really careful but i feel like those are your jim lanahan yeah, it is. It's a classic Lanahan flirting with Mester openly. What's really yes. funny is you repost me, Casey, Kirk, Lynette, you all repost me. Mark will just private message me. He's like, I'm not going <laughs> to repost a joke where you're like, you know, drooling over me. And Dana, here's the real secret about it. If I had to pick somebody from KTLA who's my type, it's actually Chris Schauble. For people who don't know. Really? I, I think like my friends here know I date big black men like I like a black boy so it's actually kind of I mean don't get me wrong Mark Bester is basically Prince Charming what's not to love but a lot of it is like just joking at Mark's expense and he loves it so I keep doing it it. yeah he loves it you know how we call him pretty boy like he's Mm -hmm. he's pretty boy like yeah. we even have the joke, you know, that when he gets upset, we give him the beer and he looks at himself and he calms back down. Like <laughs> he's, he, he really does roll with that. And it's fun because yeah. when you're that handsome and he is that handsome, when you're that handsome, you got to be able to laugh at it. Cause it's just, otherwise it's too intimidating, which mm-hmm. is, I'm so happy for him. Every weekend I get about 25 or 30 DMS from gays in LA <laughs> asking me about him. Like I, oh, my really? real my part-time job, Dana, is actually going to be Mark Mester's, like, LGBT, like, coordinator. You know what I mean? Like, his <laughs> his, uh, his gay spokesperson. Like, it's, you know. Okay. Um, so, a classic Lanahan is when I will go to, like, four different places to put together my favorite meal. So, I might get my favorite oh. French fries from a place. I'm always, always going to substitute an ice cream product for a soda, right? So, like, I put together a favorite meal okay, so is, i call this the death row meal oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome on death row yeah you know how they get to pick they get to pick their last meal what is I yours your death row meal and for your death row meal you can fly a course in from anywhere in the world like it can mm-hmm. be like oh i had oysters in france but then my second course would be this so i'm totally with you and i do this all the time <laughs> what is your death row meal Oh God. Okay. So it changes. It changes often. Um, at the moment it's lobster from the palm. 
Oh, oh yeah. yes. Okay, actually, so there's a salad. There's a um, there's a Caesar salad like from Mastros that has got wasabi in it. Like there's a wasabi Caesar salad. I would get the wasabi <laughs> Caesar salad from Mastros. Then I would get the lobster from the Palm. Um, then I would um, God, there's oh my God. So I would have um. Bananas Foster from the San Ysidro Ranch, where we just got that. They make it table side. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have, oh my God. I mean, like, but then I mean, I might have to have a ding dong. I love ding dongs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in there would have to be some Lucky Charms. Uh-huh. Like, I really love Lucky Charms and junk food. Yeah. Okay. What would be yours? What's yours? Oh, well, mine is I have different tiers. So if we're talking okay. trashy, like drive through food, mine is um, the pub chicken sandwich from Wendy's, oh. the French fries from Del Taco. Okay. A Diet Dr. Pepper from McDonald's, because soda tastes better at McDonald's. It does. It does. It really does. And yeah. a chocolate frosty from Wendy's. Like oh, I that's how I would put that. it together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, like my favorite favorite meal, like, I mean, have I chowed down on that lobster at the palm? Yes, that's amazing. You know, or like sometimes I just like to go to like um um a restaurant with Christine. I've I've known Christine since the first day of kindergarten and we'll just go and order like 10 appetizers and like put together the meal that way you know what I mean so like mm-hmm. always a fried cheese on the table always I'm not I'm not an animal of course I'm gonna get the fried cheese you know <laughs> okay, can I tell you a story so mm-hmm. I used to love fried cheese right now here's the downside to dating a plastic surgeon now let me just I mean married to a plastic surgeon so there are many upsides um my breasts are some of those upsides um, lipo, <laughs> Botox, filler, all of those are upsides of dating a plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. The downside is we were sitting and I had, a, we were like at some party and there was a fried, a fried cheese and I took a bite out of it and he looked and he goes, can I see that? And I looked at it and he turned it towards me. He goes, you know what that looks like? And I was like, what? He goes, when you're actually doing lipo and when you see fat that gets inside oh, the arteries gosh. towards the heart, that's exactly what it looks like. And I've never been able to eat a fried cheese since because I think of that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's what go, I hubby. I want to. I need to spend time with Brent Fenn because I'm addicted to fried cheese. <laughs> he ruined it for me. Yeah, he'll do things yeah. Like, like, like he'll like when you're eating, he doesn't know he's doing it because he's sucking fat all the time, right? Right. So like, if I'm sitting there eating French fries, sometimes he'll stare at me in a weird way, and I'll go, "Do you want some?" And he's like, no, no, he doesn't even know he's doing it. But I think because he sucks fat out like all the time that he gets kind of like tired of doing it. So he kind of, he's become like where he stays away from fattening food. So that's the downside. I'll just let you know. There are many upsides, but that is the downside. Well, the upside is, uh, and you talk about it. So I'll talk about it. You look amazing. I mean, (laughs) you've got all the bells and whistles lady. And I'll tell you this earlier when I said, there's three things I want. Number one is to come to the the studio. And number three is to have lunch. Number two is my hand to God. I've said this to our mutual friend, Danny Carter. I've said this to her. All I really want is to go to Dana's house and have Botox in her living room and sip tea. (laughs) 
just want Brent to give me a little something in my four in my elevens on your couch, you know? Oh my god, we should make that happen. We should I would totally die. make that happen. I will die. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I'm in his office all the time. He literally had to put he has a little so you keep Botox and filler in a little refrigerator. And I was going in his refrigerator all the time and taking it out and going and waiting <laughs> in the the like the little waiting room for him with the syringe ready to go and all the numbing cream on my face. Then he put a lock on the freezer so I can't get in there anymore. He locked me out. He locked me out. <laughs> That's amazing. California's a 50-50 state, I'll have him know. Mm. <laughs> I bet Half that, that is mine. I bet that freezer is really filled with mozzarella sticks. <laughs> right. I was exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's his dirty little secret, you know. His dirty little secret. Oh, okay. One more topic before you go. I want to talk about fashion. So okay. uh, yesterday you wore a tan dress. You were so cute about that. I, I mean, you looked like a million dollar bill in that dress. And yeah. for those that don't live in LA, it was leather or maybe it was a synthetic leather. I was worried that you couldn't <laughs> move in that dress. <laughs> and I was also worried that you were getting a moisture buildup under there because I would be a baked potato in that dress. Do you know what I mean? Like I would be like, someone pop me, right? So okay, yeah. So there was some baby powder involved in getting that dress on. <laughs> and then what happens is you sweat. And so basically you start creating dough inside your dress. <laughs> I was basically baking bread all day in, in that dress. And I could not wait to get it off. But I thank you for saying it because um, that's one of those things that you put on. It looks really good at home. And then I saw it on camera and I really wasn't sure. And I thought, I look like a sausage. Like I look like an absolute sausage. So um, you never know. And it, I get, you can get really insecure and overthink things. And so yeah. you were so sweet about it. You actually made me feel a lot better because I was feeling pretty self-conscious in it. So thank you for saying that. You looked fantastic. Yeah. Well, and that's the, Dana, that's the straight guy on the show talking. So there you (laughs) go. Uh, I'll always tell you when you look great. I'll tell you that. I mean, if I don't say anything, you know, it's questionable. So if you don't hear from me between the morning shows on the weekends and between KTLA every single night, you're on TV because for those that don't know, LA Unscripted is a show with a lot of different segments and Dana wears different outfits in each segment. So we see Dana during the week wearing perhaps 30 different outfits. Where does all of the fashion come from? Oh my God, it's killing me. It is killing me. Uh, <laughs> it's, well, you know, the funny thing is, so for, you know, after years and years of doing this, if you go in my closet, I have tons of dresses, like tons of dresses. But once we started doing LA Unscripted, you know, it's, it's like, you're going and eating like a cotton candy burrito. You're going and you're doing like a, I was a gondolier in, you know, Long Beach for the day. So you're what much more casual. I either had dresses or I had workout clothes. I had not that much in between. And now suddenly I have to get all these casual things. So now you have to have dresses, casual clothes, and even because we do a ton of workout stories too. So I have been like scraping the bottom, like desperately trying to get close. A lot of times, honestly, I do rent the runway and I am not above wearing something and returning it. I am not. I'll just admit that right now. Like when you're just at home. Yeah. You know, what, what, what do you wear when you're not on the air, just chilling at home? Oh yeah, Dana, here's something I wasn't planning on asking you. What are you wearing? <laughs> right now. Um, okay, here's the thing. The second I get home, I, I, first of all, I'm a pig. Um, I I am literally 
my husband calls me pig pen and there's like a cloud of dirt wherever I go. So the second I walk in the door, I literally start taking off clothes. So I, I make a trail all the way from the back door, all the way up to my room. Keep it's going, like keep shoes. going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's shoes. It's like sweaters. It's everything like whatever. The second I get home, I, I change into something comfortable. And, um, by comfortable, I mean, cause you know, those guys do have it easier. They like Mark, kind of wear sweatpants at the on the bottom you can't really see it mm. but these tight like dresses and heels I, enough of that i'm so over it. so the second i get home i'm in jeans or workout clothes 90 percent of the time though i'm in tennis clothes because i usually leave with the kids and we go play tennis like right after i get home so um i am never in nice clothes if i can help it I love it i love it and i know part of your signature look is you love a uh pair of converse sneakers, right? Even yeah. when you're running around the studio, because I know like you're just a really active person, even, even in the studio, you're running around. But once you leave, I know how active you are. Um, well, I love it. I love it. Everybody go check out Dana Devon. She's one of my favorite people in the world. You can see her on TV literally every day. It's world domination with Dana Devon. Uh, Seven o'clock every day on KTLA. You can watch it on KTLA.com. Stream live. KTLA Plus on your TVs. Um, and then, of course, my favorite news ever, ever. The KTLA weekend shows every Saturday and Sunday from 6 till 11. Dana, I don't know how you look that gorgeous for that first 6 a.m. block. I don't know how you do it. But um, y'all deliver for us. And I'm so appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. And Thank um, you so much. And you know what? I, I really do mean when you, you where do you live, by the way? Well, Dana, I, this is the whole situation. Let me oh, put wait. it this way. I will be in I will be in Los Angeles. You give me two hours notice, I'll be in LA, but I just moved to Palm Springs because I'm okay, an elder gay now. Oh, you're not in Southend. You have the youngest spirit of anybody I've ever met in my life. When you come to LA, we will definitely go lunch, go to lunch because I would love, I mean, I do feel like I've already met you in person, but I would love to actually have lunch and and we'll just gossip like a bunch of queens. We'll have the best time. Oh, I mean, I will take you up on it. And, and I was recently talking to your EP about the studio visit, my hand to God. So when that happens, we'll just go right out to lunch or I'll watch you play tennis because I can't play tennis. I'm, I'm an elder gay. I can't do it. You are not an elder gay. You are so funny. Um, <laughs> I would love that. You guys, thank you so much for having me on. And Jim, you are the mascot of KTLA. I hope you know that. Like we all know you. We all love you. You are (laughs) literally like on a first name basis with everybody in the entire newsroom. And you, you know, there's days. It's funny when you're, you'll see, you know, because you've been in production for a long time. Sometimes there's days where you don't feel like anybody's watching because you're in like basically like a garage and it's just (laughs) us. And there's days when you don't feel like anybody's watching. And then sometimes you're, you really start to wonder. And then I'll look on my You'll DM me something. And sometimes it helps because sometimes I just pretend like I'm talking to you because it makes it more yeah. intimate. You know, and you have like when you have a relationship with your viewers or you feel like you're talking to someone in particular. Um, so thank you to you for always being so sweet and so involved. We love you. Oh, well, let me take 30 more seconds and say this. And I said it to Mark and I said it to Lynette when they were on the pod. You got us and Jim Lanahan included through pandemic 
during the most scary, sad time in Los Angeles. I knew I could turn on the TV, and there were my friends. It was this constant source of levity. Even when the news was bad, I knew that my trusted friends would be there every weekend, right? And you in particular, amidst all of that stuff. And then we added Black Lives Matter over the summer. There's Dana, every 60 minutes like clockwork, making me giggle, making me chuckle. So thank you for those kind words. But you all meant the world to me in the past year, truly because I was sitting alone in my studio apartment feeling horrible about the world and life. And my my industry shut down. I'm in live entertainment. So I, I just want to say right back at you. Thank you. Thank you. You have no idea what it means to us and to me personally. Oh, thank you. That really means a lot. I really appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. And, it's, and I think it goes for all of us. I know I know. I have a lot of people on IG who will write me about you all. And I know that everyone feels that way. So, um, you know, y'all are the best, Dana. And thanks again for coming on the show. We love you. Thank you for having me. And I so look forward to listening to Casey on the show and everything. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Casey in a couple of weeks. Going to be great. All right, everyone. Uh, there's the magnificent Dana Devin. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jim. And everybody else, thank you, guys. Bye, Dana. Have a good Bye. evening. Bye. Bye. Kiss, kiss. Mwah. I mean, I love Dana Devon so much. And you know what's funny about someone like Dana Devon? So go back now to 2003. She is on my television every night on Extra with Mark McGrath. And I watched it every night. It was my religion. I love pop culture. Y'all know this about me, right? And now I'm friendly with Dana Devon. Isn't the world a weird place? It's a weird, weird thing. You're authentic. And that authenticity really means a lot. It's true. You're authentic every day. And And that's, we got to think about that a lot. You're right. You're right. We all we all are our own best tool. I say this a lot to my life coaching clients. You cannot be successful if you do not look in your toolbox and choose yourself as the tool. And that tool better be sharpened and that tool better be well practiced. But if you pick yourself, you bet on yourself, you will win every time, you know. Anyway, what a pleasure. Um I have some important information to share. I believe I found the name of the movie, the the demon movie. Oh, yeah. uh, I believe it is called The Chosen. It is called The Chosen. Everybody, go watch the scene leading up to Dana being murdered and drug under the bed because she has this scene with her son, and something happens with the son. I won't give it away. And then they come after Dana, and it is in a um, scary horror movie kind of a way, ridiculously enjoyable. So go check it out. All right, let's have a quick commercial and then we will come right back with a little more show. some big news about the Jim Lanahan and Friends with Benefits program. What? My insides are quivering with anticipation. Tell me more. 
Well, in addition to Cameo.com, there's a new way to become a friend with benefits. It is now possible to make a monthly donation to support this podcast. A subscription, if you will. The amount of the donation is up to you and can be as small as 99 cents per month and as large as $9.99 per month. To start your monthly donation, go to anchor.fm backslash Jim hyphen Lanahan backslash support. Oh, yeah. Can you repeat that address again? Can I get a hi-yah? Yeah? It is anchor.fm backslash Jim dash Lanahan backslash support. But... Don't worry if you're old and can't remember it, because the link is also found in the liner notes of this episode. I mean, that is so fabulous. And 99 cents is a bargain. I mean, a 12-pack of frozen cheese sticks from Costco cost more than that. Agree. Also, a monthly subscribers will continue to be granted access to our weekly recording session. Here's the address once again. Anchor.fm backslash Jim dash Lanahan backslash support. Or simply find the link in the liner notes of this episode. God, and now I'm craving some Costco mozzarella sticks with about 20 dipping sauces. Worship me. Oh, uh, here go. Okay. Well, thanks, Lizzo. Um, okay. Oh, uh, Christine. I mean, Christine loves Lizzo, you guys. She can't contain it. Before we wrap up this episode, I want to take a quick moment for our monthly contributors. You know, I always want to stop about once a month and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm going to do this once a month. And then as new contributors sign on, we'll thank them when they sign on. And then they get added to the monthly thank yous. And then next thing you know, we'll have a show of only thank yous. Here's the list. Tammy Devine, Janine Tylack, Kathy Nordquist, Nancy Jones, Craig DeGroote, Matthew LaPierre and Randy Greer. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. You help make this podcast possible. I also want to thank Angelica Duffy, who made a lovely donation over the holidays. It was large, much like my ex-boyfriend, a large donation. So it was very thoughtful, Angelica. And um, I haven't forgotten about that. So I wanted to make sure to say thank you for that as well. It really does mean the world when our listeners take note of what we're doing here because, you know, I just want to impact them and make life a little bit better and make people think and cry and, and giggle with us. And, and we're obviously doing that. So when, when y'all find value in the podcast enough to support us, it just, um, it usually makes me cry for about a minute. Every time someone signs up my hand to God, I, I ugly cry. And then I immediately text everybody on the show. And I tell them to go thank you on Instagram, follow you all. And, you know, give you love because this really is about creating a community and um, just thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, um, where can everybody find us on the social medias? Let's start with 
they're all nervous right now. Who am I going to pick? <laughs> Stephanie. Oh, Hi. Uh, <laughs> so funny. I was like, are you going to, what's that Regis Philbin music? What's, what's the, I'm going to get the oh, fucking like, dun, goddamn. Dun, dun, or the, that. Yeah. Okay. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Chicky Laugh, C-H-I-C-K-Y-L-A-F-F. For lots of pictures of my dog, Billy, you can find him at Billy the Rescue Pup on Instagram. And remember, if you have a suggestion for the yummy yummy, you can DM me on Instagram and it may end up on the show. Christine. Oh, oh God, I'm not ready. <sighs> um, you can find me at CCinecore on Twitter and Facebook. Instagram is Christine Cinecore, and website is ChristineCinecore.com. Scott Sheldon. Yes, you can find me at Scotty Sheldon on Twitter and Facebook. Instagram, I'm Scott A. Sheldon, or at Scotty Sheldon the Actor for Actor News, or at Scotty Sheldon the Realtor for your L.A. County realtor needs. Dr. John is not here, but you can find Dr. John Paul everywhere. Twitter, Insta, Facebook, the whole thing at drjohnpaul.com. Well, Dr. John Paul. <laughs> and his website is drjohnpaul.com. You can tell that I normally don't say Dr. John Paul's. <laughs> there. Their website is Did there. I say his again? Crap. You know, You're I'm trying really hard. Great. You're doing really great. You're doing amazing. Well, work. and as I said on that episode, which by the way, mm-hmm. gender episode made a big impact on people. We're going to talk about it on Thursday. We're going to dig in a little yeah. bit. Big impact on people. And But one of the things I want to remind everybody is as long as we're trying to be as respectful as we can with people's identities and then their pronouns, you're doing the work. Keep going, you know? Um, and John knows that I love him. <laughs> them it's okay. god damn it really it's, job. Hard. it's hard thank it's you really hard. it is hard it is it's hard. hard but it's especially hard when you're trying to tell people to be patient and then you can't get it right it's really no, you know you're doing a great job you really you. are because you recognize that and don't be so hard on yourself it's something that at our age we are not yeah. familiar with and we are working on it. Wasn't it kind of Dana to tell me I'm not an elder gay? Bless her heart. It's reason 412. I love Dana Devon. She said I wasn't an elder gay. And technically, I'm older than you, so I'm an elder gay. <laughs> well, I think Dana's our age, quite frankly. So that's why Dana's like, you're not old, because she has a vested interest in that, right? Uh, you guys, Jim Lanahan. I, I know him. You can find Jim Lanahan at jimlanahan.com. You can learn all about his life coaching services there. By the way, I have one slot open right now for life coaching. So if anybody wants to be life coached, um, I mean, I will life coach that f- out of you, okay? And also find me on Instagram at Jim Lanahan. The podcast group, of course, is Jim Lanahan and Friends Podcast Group on Instagram, on Facebook, everywhere in the world. You can find us. You can interact with other followers. And that's the Monday show, y'all. Thank you again to Dana Devon. What a treat. She's just so much fun. And uh, we'll be back with you on Thursday when you wake up. Until then, please remember, take good care of yourself so you can, in turn, take good care of others because that's our first and most important job on the planet.
worship me. Hold on. I knew this was going to happen. You'll enjoy this. Is everything okay? Uh, I thought you called me. Everything's fine. I called you before the podcast. Yes, now I'm starting the podcast. You were supposed to call You were supposed to call me at lunch. Is everything okay? Everything's fine. I just was sleeping. All right. I love you. I'll call you when we're done. You'll be in bed, but I'll call you back in a couple hours. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Already, I love you. I love you too. Bye. I love you too. Good podcast. Hold on. Hold on. My friends want to say they love you too. Stephanie. I love you so much. I love you too. Christine. Hi, Mary Jo. Love you. Stephanie. Yeah. Everybody. You you don't know Scott, but Scott's here too. I'm sure he loves you. Probably more than Christine loves you. It's true. It's true, Mary Jo. I love you very much. <laughs> Do you hear what she said? No. Hilarious. She said Christine's a little weird sometimes. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, I'll call you back in I'll call you back in two hours. Okay, I love you. I love you. Bye. <laughs>